Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Be Good Golf. Sitting here with my good buddy, Avery Flores, out there in California. And our new addition, uh, we got Andy Foster, who is our producer. Um, as you can tell, last week was a little bit of struggle with our uh, technology issues. So Andy's the guru behind our great podcast this week. So uh, looking forward to jumping right into it. Avery, you talked about your bad day at work. Um, let's talk about some good stuff that happened over the weekend. Anything good happened this weekend you want to talk about? I mean, there's plenty of things to talk about from the weekend. I think we had a weekend of sports. We had the playoff baseball going on. Had live golf, the PGA uh, tournaments going on. So um, a mm-hmm. big-time winners, a couple surprises there uh, in the MLB. So there's some some big topics that we're going to be rolling out tonight. Oh, man. My baseball picks were not great. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> Berlander's brother's picks, he's been, uh, I think it's 0 for 13 in the last two playoff pictures. So you're not the only one that's bad at this. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that that's good to hear. Yeah. No, I, I think I had one team win. Um, I think, who did I? I'll have to rehash it. I don't remember who I picked, but I know I, I went one for four. I know not that. Not too bad. So could, could be worse. Um. Did you end up going to the Rams game? No, weekend? I actually didn't go. Uh, it was the wrong weekend for me. Family picks uh, picks the dates, and uh, I got the, my dates mixed up. But it's okay. Rams lost, so I'm okay with not going for yeah. that one. Do you all have season tickets? Yeah. So, yeah, my parents do have season tickets. Oh, so i uh, been to a few games, but uh, it gets hashed out uh, early in the year with all the siblings and who gets to go to what right. game. So it's pretty competitive. But my dad usually ends up picking yeah. who goes to what. So it's, it's fun regardless. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I can't believe the Cowboys pulled that one out. That was crazy. I didn't pay attention for at all, but I just saw the yeah, score. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if uh, Dak comes back. If Dak comes back next week or the following week. Uh, I'd be definitely surprised if they end up losing uh, what the Cowboys' next move would be. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we had a pretty chill weekend. Um, Anderson, we went to our his high school his team's high school football game. Um, Cause it's a private school. So they all go to school together. So we went to the game on Friday. That was fun. And then uh, soccer and just college football all weekend and watch baseball. I mean, there wasn't there. Was, I think we had sports on our TV all day, 24 seven. So it was, it was a good yeah, weekend. These are the weekends that uh, um, I think we both agree. We wish we had multiple TVs in the living room. Yeah. One TV is just not, not doing it. Um, we, me and Andy actually went to Buffalo to watch the worst football game ever on Thursday night last week, the Broncos and the Colts. Yeah. It's not looking too hot for that the Broncos. Was, oh man. That was the worst game I've ever seen. Just like sat down and watched. I, I, that was so yeah, bad. Tough, um, tough, tough, uh, tough Thursday night game to watch for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it was an overall pretty good weekend. Yeah. We had some good PGA stuff happen. I mean, there's a lot of interesting live stuff that happened. Uh, we'll jump right. We'll jump right into that. So yeah, why don't we just start with the PGA Tour? So um, the Shriners Open. Um, our winner, Tom Kim, second win on tour with a winning score of 24 under, which is the same score that won last year, which is just crazy. The cut line was three under. Um, I mean, with a score of 24 under. I mean, I don't really know what else to expect on that, but. Yeah, man, it was it was some good golf being played. So he made out of the seventy two holes, he made twenty four birdies and zero. Wow! Points. If I could get uh, four bir- uh, birdies on my card, I'd be pretty happy with that. So that's pretty impressive. I would. Oh yeah, I mean it's just unreal golf. And then he also matched Tiger with having two wins before the age of twenty one. So it's 
it's crazy. tough with all these veteran guys, you know, from PGA to live, but I think there's a lot of young talent that uh, hopefully rises within the next five to ten years. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, because, I mean, the, I'm going to talk about, we'll jump in a little there in a second, but yeah, I mean, I it, it's not that the field wasn't strong. I mean, there were some big names. I mean, uh, Max Stoneman was T20, I think I saw. And then... Uh, and then you got Patrick Hanley. I mean, we'll talk about him in a second, but did you, did you see what happened to him on 18 on Sunday? Uh, I thought I saw a glimpse of it on Instagram. Do you, what, yeah. what, what happened? The full story. I guess. So he, he was tied going into the lead on 18 and just straight up triple. Oh 18. shoot. I did see that. I did see that. And then they ended up playing a two, two hole playoff, right? Two hole playoff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I saw that. And it was just wild because if you remember correctly, I did pick Patrick Henley to win you last did. week on 100% the podcast. You did. Um, didn't put money on it, but I mean, still for the for, just for bragging rights. I mean, it, I just I couldn't believe it. I I didn't I honestly didn't watch a single minute of that. I mean, PJ unfortunately at this point is going against a lot of NCAA football. That's they're in conference play. All the games are going to be really good. You're going against the NFL. I mean, unfortunately, it's just not on the top priority list to watch. But, I mean, when you see something like that on a Sunday, which someone from a veteran player like him who's had that experience and, and ended up doing that, I mean, granted, here we, I mean, it's October. But still, I mean, that's millions of dollars that he lost <laughs> on those three shots there alone. So, I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah, playoffs um, are tough. You know, in general, I think it's hard to play mm-hmm. um, that many – back-to-back holes even though it's the same hole it's like right. it almost like mentally gets to you like when you have to play that same hole you're right. like all right just did it part it cool all right just did it part it cool comes down to i mean just call it what it is guys can hit the fairways under pressure for the most part um that eight that mm-hmm. hole wasn't very long to start with so came down to the approach shot and i think uh with where the hole is located on the edge there it was a tough hole location but it was definitely scrubber where you can uh miss a little to the middle and you know, fortunately, he had almost two putts back to back that were the same. So I think that kind of def- that definitely gave right. him advantage. He knew the read right away. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, another news: Ricky missed the cut. I don't know if you saw that or not. I think he was two under, missed it by one stroke. Yeah, he, um, he's, man, I, I don't know what it is with this swing. I don't know if it's a swing. I don't know if it's a mental block. I mean, um, right. if it's the yips, uh, poor guy. Just I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, do you? He's just such a marketable player, so he's always going to be around. But at what point? I just he can't. He hasn't won. He. I mean, he just can't even make cuts. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, I think Spieth went through that what two years ago, struggling back to back years. But mm-hmm. with Ricky, I mean, mm-hmm. it's what is it three, four? We're coming up to five years. It's been a while, of man. Struggling, not yeah. making cuts consistently. He has a couple courses. Mm-hmm. I think he plays well. What out in Arizona? He plays really well in that tournament out there. Uh, generally, but other than that, I'm not sure is it, if it's his mind isn't focused, if he's not practicing enough. Um, I know he's got a family. He does a lot of outside endorsements with commercials, and uh, so I mean, there's a lot of outer factors that clearly we don't know. But uh, he's a good golfer. <laughs> I mean, if we were to play him one on one, I think we both would lose, even if we did a two man scramble versus <laughs> him. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's a guy that we see transfer to live. You know, and not to, to say that he's he's been on the not to yeah. say that he's yeah, he's yeah been on the that list. he's towards the end of his career. But uh, maybe he needs change. Maybe he needs more. You know, 
work-life balance per se? I honestly could see him kind of going that YouTube route. Maybe if he ever, I, I don't know. He's just a really likable guy. And you've seen the success of some of these YouTube guys with Yuck Rice and doing that, that move. So I don't know. He may try something different. I'm sure he still wants to play golf, obviously. But yeah, he needs to, I don't know. I, I mean, if he had the right answers, he'd obviously be doing something different. So he's obviously trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I agree. Um, but then Jason Day, he played pretty well. He got T T8. Um, so that's good for him. I'm glad to see he played well. So hopefully we'll see those guys coming up around the top. It's still early in the new year uh, for golf terms for their, for their tournaments this year. So we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, so this week we have the Zozo Championship um, at Narashio Country Club there in Japan. Have you had a chance to look at the field yet for that? And if you have anyone you like, and then third, are you going to tune in? So a lot of questions there. Haven't looked at the field. Um, I know that potentially there'll be some big time names out there. I honestly was mm-hmm. watching a couple of the tournaments, obviously live, but I was also watching the um, the Open. What is it? The Spain Open? Because uh, mm-hmm. our guy, yeah. Go John Rom, came out clutch in his, mm-hmm. his home state. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but no, well, who's who? We got top five or big names in the field, I guess you could say. So we got Xander Shoffley. I saw him taking some swings yesterday on Instagram. I think yeah. he just enjoys playing over there. He's had success. He obviously won the Olympics over there. Um, I I'm, I'm, I enjoy watching him play. You got Hideki, obviously, who's going to be there. Victor Hovland, and then one of my personal favorites, Colin Morcall, is going to be playing out there. Um, Cameron Young, who's kind of an up and coming riser there, and also Sam Ryder, kind of in the same boat. And then Ricky's going to be out there again. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think it's a good field. I think it looks pretty strong. I think the Zozo has become one of those tournaments that people want to go over there and play in Japan. Uh, that people love their golf over there. So I think it's going to be a, a decent a decent turnout there. Um, I just don't know the time difference. I don't know what time it's going to st- – it just all depends on time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that's – you know, we talked about this kind of a little bit last week, but with the time differences of live golf and how they play a lot of their tournaments overseas, um, even this mm-hmm. weekend, uh, I mean, I was watching round one at 8 p.m. on Thursday, um, but it was already the next day for them. So it is a little weird to try to keep up and time wow. into your schedule. Um, right. But, yeah, I think the PGA tournament does well to broadcast it nationally from a time perspective where – you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be on this time, you know, central time, Pacific time. So everybody can kind of grasp their schedules around it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it'll be tough to watch, but I'm interested. I mean, those courses over there are gorgeous. You know, you go mm-hmm. anywhere to, to that side of the world and it's just immaculate. You know, there's not a grain or a, you know, strand of grass that's honestly out of place or a grain of sand that shouldn't be where it is. So I think that's one right. thing that I think we as golfers can appreciate. I think some of our viewers do as well, you know, seeing those immaculate courses and actually being able to play on that type of grass and those putts that are truly reading, you know, how you predict them to read. I think that's, you know, something significant in itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also I forgot to say Tom Kim, who obviously won this last week is playing. So he might be another top pick to come in for, for this week. He's just playing great golf right now. I would maybe pick him at least to have a top 10 finish. Um, I, I don't know. I just think he's playing some really good golf. I Who I want to win uh, would be either Colin 
or Xander. I like both those guys. I'd love to see Ricky obviously do better, but I think Tom Kim's kind of just a t- this just a hot pick for anyone right now. It's hard not to. Pick yeah, him. He, what's his? Is he like? Uh, what's his strong suit? Is he? You know, Tina Green. What is he? What is he? I don't know his exact stats. I just know every time he makes a swing, like I was just watching so many highlights from Shriners, and he was just putting himself in great places to make putts. I mean, he was getting within, you know, five feet for birdie. You know, and obviously he made a lot of birdies this last week. Um, he can just bomb it off the tee. I mean, the, the dude just has it all going on right now. Um, he's just exciting to watch. Um, yeah, I just think he's he's just – really consistent right now. So it's hard not to pick him for at least a top 10, maybe even top five finish. This yeah. Week. I would, I would say that's a safe pick, especially if you're uh, putting somebody yeah. down, that's, uh, that'd be a, a safe pick. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll definitely be tuning in if I can. Um, if not, I'll check the highlights because there's a lot going on and the time difference is not ideal, but yeah, I wanted to jump next into the DP tour. John Rom. Obviously we talked about a big Callaway guy, big TM guy. Went to Spanish Open in Madrid. Um, how how does this help Travis Matthew and Callaway with that? Well, one? I mean, separate from Callaway and, and TM, I think just seeing the guy play golf well. I know last year he had you know what another mm-hmm. kid, two kids last year. Um, so again, I get it. He wants to spend a little more family time, less time on the course, practicing your game. Um, and it's glad to see him come out early this year and, and lay a great round of golf in front of his own fans. I think not only like self mm-hmm. morale, but um, I think that gets him playing, you know, the rest of the year really well and kind of gives him that confidence boost that, yeah, he's still got it. So he shot lights out, honestly. I don't think he was even um, a white hot. So final round of 62. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. So I, I'm happy to see him play well. I think, moving forward deeper into the season and kind of getting a break here in a little while and then jumping back into it in January. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he plays down here in Torrey Pines and the Farmers Open. Great to see him down here. Um, I know he played here last year. So, um, I mean, I, I think it'll do well for him. I mean, nobody's going to say no to, to winning something, but I think uh, above and beyond, that's a good morale for himself. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's his eighth win on the DP Tour, so that's good for him. Definitely felt like a home game. Um, on his last putt on 18, somebody out for, for Savvy. And, uh, you know, obviously that's he, that's a big person that he looked up to growing up and all that stuff. So he was glad to do it there. Yeah, I mean, it scored 25 under. I mean, he just played lights out all weekend. I think the next person, he was six shots behind him. So yeah. Very and I think he's, you know, when you're at home, playing at your home course, you feel comfortable. He probably played that course a million times. And, his home fans probably had a great support behind him there. So he had everything he needed. It was a perfect combination to not pull one out. And I'm happy for him. I, I think uh, there's some big things coming from him in the future here this year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Did you ever think he was going to join Liv? I think I saw in the news sometimes over the summer that he had potential, but um, obviously he's pretty in a good spot now. But did you ever think he would join Liv? Um, I don't know if Rom is the guy for Liv. You know, Rom plays it for the enjoyment of the game. Not to say those other guys don't. Right. Um, I think he's content. He's happy where he's at. Um, I think he respects the game from a deeper roots. Um, and that's kind of why he is a TM guy from that perspective. He might be, or might have been number mm-hmm. one in the world for so long. Uh, but his ego's never got the best of him. So he, it fits perfect. You know, he's a, right. he's a guy that likes to have fun off the course, a guy that enjoys playing on the course. Um, who's true to his value. So, and I, I respect him for that, you know? Um, and I think he gets yeah. a lot of respect 
around um, the golf environment. I mean, even from this weekend, who the how do you say his name? Who won the Live Open? Uh, Eugenio, I think is how you say it. Yeah. So here, here's a quote from Rom um, in regards to how he said, "Although some people want to make us look at them, meaning Live." As the enemy, mm-hmm. he's just a 22-year-old guy winning against some of the best players in the world. Congratulations if you see him. Um, and, and again, that just shows the respect that Rom has for great golf, right? It's not about yeah. uh, PGA Tour versus Live or um, anybody else. You know, it's not about you know Brooks Kepka or you know DeChambeau. It's about good guys playing good golf around the world and. Um, I, I respect him for that. Like even to say that comment, just yeah. even though he's a part of the PGA Tour, nobody can fault the guy for saying that. So, right, yeah, I, I love Ron for, for that reason more than just because he's a good golfer. And I think he's a good person too. Yeah, yeah, I've changed my views on Ron over the last couple of years. I, I honestly, I don't know the guy. Obviously, um, just his play on the course, he would get frustrated. He's just an easy person to pick on and make fun of because he got so mad. But now that he like plays with passion, plays with the purpose. And um, I mean, just some of the stuff he's done, I really like the things he says. He's open, very open-minded, open to new things, um, especially with that comment, like you said, with the live and um, our boy, he's an OSU guy that won that tournament for live. So I was excited to see that for him. Uh, yeah. 22 years old, just made $4 million. I mean, come on. Yeah, what, what are we talking about here? Like that kid is doing great things. So um, but yeah, I, I, I like Rom. I, I like what he stood for. I thought it was interesting that him and Rory actually went back and forth saying that John Rom thinks people from Liv should play in the Ryder Cup, but Rory doesn't. Yeah, I did see so, that comment from Rom. And again, I think it comes down to bigger than, you know, Rom seems to put his pride aside, per se. Um, yeah. And he just wants to enjoy golf, right? Kind of deflecting right. the negative connotation behind everything. And have guys play good golf and I, I tend to, to believe them. I mean, I tend to be on his side when it comes to that. Why not have the best players around the world play each other on a golf tournament? I mean, not only if that's going to help PJ tour, but that's going to help live too from both aspects. And that's going to help grow the game. Mm-hmm. Of golf. Cause at the end of the day, if you can't grow the game, and get those younger generations involved, um, there, there's nothing we're going to be talking about in the next 10 years. I know. Well, especially since I know we've talked about it on the last podcast, but just since the COVID boom and like everyone's playing golf now. Um, I mean, everyone's doing a podcast. That's why we're doing a podcast. We like talking about it. I mean, the golf is just growing so big right now. And this, this divide, I just don't know how much longer it can go like this. Um, Cause then you're going to have to pick sides and who wants to pick sides. Cause if you pick one side, you're bad. If you pick the other side, you're good. And you don't, you don't really want yeah, that. No. So here's the quote that I think you're referring to. So Rom says, uh, the Ryder Cup is not the PGA Tour and the European Tour against Live. It's Europe versus the U.S. Period. The best of each against the, against each other, and for the Ryder Cup is above all. So again, just a testimony to who Rom is. He sticks to who he is deep down, and it's um, I think the the best part that stands out from there. It's it's Europe versus the U.S. Period. Yeah. Yeah, let's call it what it is. I mean, the President's Cup wasn't as good as it was because they didn't have Cam Smith there. Um, I mean, he makes a big difference for the international team being the number one player in the world. I mean, it takes the hype down. You want to play the best of the best. You want to beat the best. And let's, yeah, people weren't excited about the President's Cup. I mean, no one really ever is really that excited because the USA has dominated over the last, however long it's been going on. I think they've only lost one one time. And, uh, I mean, when you don't play your best players, I mean, 
I saw Patrick Cantlay get so excited at the Ryder Cup last year. Didn't have the same emotion he had this year at the President's Cup. And that's because they knew they were going to win. I mean, let's just, it, it just is what it is. And I, I like Rom's idea of it's Europe versus USA. I, I like that. And I, and I would want to see the best players play in the Ryder Cup because you don't want it to turn into the President's Cup. Um, so you don't see the best players play. Right. I just, I, I wouldn't, it won't be as, it won't be as exciting to watch. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, but yeah, so they got the, the Spanish masters this week, um, at Valderrama golf club in Spain. So I, I didn't see the field for that one. I don't think it's been, I, it's obviously there's people there. I just, I didn't see it online. Um, uh, so I don't know who's all playing in that, um, this week, but, um, live golf, you, you touched on it a bit. Um, you said you got to watch a bit. So why don't you kind of take us through the highlights and some things you saw? Yeah. Um, we can jump down. I mean, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. there's some good, for sure, some good golf, not only from, you know, team perspective, but also from guys, uh, you know, individually. So, uh, Kepka played really well all weekend. Kevin Nall was super impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Poulter was really good. You know, he fell up the top pretty much all weekend. Um, even in, in round two, I mean, we had Patrick Reed jump up quite a few spots. Kepka was still there. Saw a little bit of Lee Westwood jump in there. Uh, but start round two um, was really when uh, Lopez, uh, what's his, Chakira, jumped in the lead. I mean, he's after round two, he was 16 under, and Richard Bland was 11 under uh, behind him. So wow, um, he Richard Bland, <laughs> <laughs> he killed it. So um, again, I, I Kevin, I think the standout for me from the weekend um, was Kevin Na. Uh, let me see if I can find his stats. Did you did you catch any of any of the tournament? Dude, I was not a good golf fan this weekend. Terrible, terrible golf fan. So Kevin Na, uh, we'll get back to you being a terrible golf fan this weekend. I think it's a two way street between me and you on that. But um, so Seriously. round one and two, he was a hundred percent in fairways and regulation. Um, his, Are you kidding no, me? A hundred percent. We'll get into more of that in a second. Holy. Uh, Wow. The driving average, he was at 299.5 yards. Um, his greens and regulation was 64%. And his putting average was mm-hmm. 24.5. Um, yeah, so I think the player that stood out for me just for the weekend, even though Kevin didn't, um, didn't win the tournament itself, I think uh, he was the player that stood out the most. And I don't even think he made top 10... Yeah, I didn't even make top ten. How do you not win? Um, yeah, with those kind of stats, it's tough. I didn't. That's but, crazy. Yeah, he had some incredible shots. So going back to you know fairways, hundred percent fairways. I don't know if you saw the course. Did you see the course at all? So mm-hmm. crazy. That course is brand new. There's only been twelve rounds ever played on that course before those guys played. Um, oh my god! And it's a course where you are not going to lose a ball. Put it that way. <laughs> it is green it's everywhere. Corrected. And it's perfect, um, but um, yeah, it, it, that course was amazing. And they said it was super hot, uh, super super humid. But you know, the fans were pumped. It's, again, it's anything in the Asian world. Golf is huge, so um, it was it was really cool to see that course pan out to what it was. And it was immaculate. I mean, I was nice. impressed on how well it looked. Um, it couldn't have been any greater. Uh, the putts were rolling super true. Um, the bunkers were gorgeous. Um, yeah, I mean that that course was so spectacular. So definitely, a course I would hope. I think the crazy play. thing is, yeah, for sure. 
I can't imagine there's that many courses in Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, well, that's true. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so that's 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 one thing. But yeah, I, I'm interested if they built that. How they built like. I'm sure they didn't build it just for live, but I mean, you said it, how many, there's 12 rounds that's been played on there. Yeah. So 12 total rounds uh, that have been played wow. on there before they got there. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I think it's crazy. It's not that crazy, but they weren't shorts. I didn't even know. Yeah. That. So they do have the option to wear shorts, which is kind of cool. Um, again, it goes back to modern times. Like I know if I can wear shorts, I'm wearing shorts. I think it's still, you have nice enough shorts these days. I mean, even TM shorts, I mean, they're nice where you can dress them up and it looks classy. I mean, you think of golf, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you think of the traditional pants and when Tiger played in the in the nineties, in the 90s, you know, uh, or the early 2000s, it was always, you know, the bigger baggy pants. And then after we got generation to generation, it became, you know, yeah. tighter, nicer joggers. Um, I don't see anything wrong yeah. with shorts. I mean, it's not affecting the way they play. I mean, the guys are probably burning up. Like, the community was ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> if I had the option, I would 100% play in shorts. Yeah. Yeah. I I think pants looks classy on some people. They look they look better. Shorts, it's just, in, I mean, yeah, we wear shorts all the time. We, we wear golf, we drive around in golf carts. I don't understand the strictness of. I mean, uh, I could see the golf cart thing. I think it poses another challenge when you have to walk the course. Um, right. I get that. That makes it more challenging. I understand that. Um, but yeah, short time. I'm cool with it, man. Like you're wearing a short suit. I'm cool polo. with it. Like we're not wearing long sleeve polos. Here, yeah. You know? Well, people are wearing sweatshirts now too. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And we make those too. Like all our sweatshirts in our store are, are you can play them. And I've played the multiple, mm-hmm. you know, our cloud sweater, cloud hoodies. I've played it. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it, honestly, it, it should be fine, but it's, I, I like it. I mean, I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Peter Millar makes a sick golf. You, I don't know if you talk about Peter Millar, I'm gonna, gonna kill you. Okay, just I kidding. love Peter Millar. Peter Millar is good stuff. No, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, we're better. So. <laughs> but TM, uh, but yeah, our first spot for TM, they're the best, obviously. Yeah, let me break you down the lot. So the final round, the leaderboard, obviously, Eugene uh, won. Uh, Patrick Reed came in at 16 under, so he won by obviously came behind three shots. Uh, Paul Casey was at 15 mm-hmm. with Richard Bland. Um, Suwon Kim was also at 15. Um, James Piat and Harold Varner the third was at 14. Mm. Charles Howe the third was at 13, and then Brooks Kepka rounded out at 13 too as well. Yeah, man, Brooks Kepka is just not in the news anymore. Ever since him and his Bryson feud kind of dropped out and they went to live, like you just don't really hear about yeah, him anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's living a good life. You know, his brother also plays on live tour. Yeah, he yeah, was actually yeah. You know, his brother was actually on tour before Kepka jump to live yeah so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah i mean the guys the guy doesn't care anymore you know he's just living his life playing golf and getting paid yeah i mean he went back to back u.s opens and then just from there i mean just making money and chilling yeah. did you see i'm not sure if you saw us how much uh dustin johnson ended up winning for the season so mm-hmm. um official season ending stat not season ending they have one more tournament in miami to round out the uh team championship but uh, mm-hmm. so season long individual title uh, was Dustin Johnson to claim he won 18 million so it's 18 million for recording five top tens including one win in just six tournaments over the last four months that's just stupid yeah. money all, all, just all stupid money so it's 18 million 
like uh, for recording five mm-hmm. top tens. So I mean, that's five top tens, including just yeah. one win in six tournaments in less than four months. Dude, they haven't even done the team event yet. Yeah, I mean, he still has potential to win more money. No, hundred percent he does. But that, one, it's ridiculous money. But I mean, you just say it too. He still has the option to win more money, so he's still going to play yeah. good golf, right? Yeah. You know, I yeah. think the difference yeah. on PGA Tour is if I win the Masters, I might be set for a couple of tournaments. This situation, he's going to be playing next weekend. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. he, he's in it for the team, right? He wants to win more money. But also, he doesn't want to let his teammates mm-hmm. So, I, there's, it's yeah. a two-way street, man. Like, it, it's, yes, I won more, a lot of money, but I'm not going to take the following weekend off because I know there's more to win. There's more to come. Right. Dude, yeah, they play They play in in, the, in Saudi Arabia this next week. So, it's going to be – I haven't seen any news come out of it yet. I don't I don't know if you catch any clips or anything. But, man, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear some of these pressers that are going on yeah. over there. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be pretty uh, interesting. There, you said they're in Saudi Arabia? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the end of the month they they go into uh, to Miami. Sorry, the twenty eighth and the thirtieth. Yeah, so it's a season finale. Because it felt like they took, yeah, they took a long break. I think they waited till after the PGA after the um, tour championship to really ramp up there. So that's what it seems like because everyone's going to pay attention to that. But I mean, because I mean, there's just it, it's tough because they're competing against like the PGA Tour against college football and um. Uh, NFL football, you got postseason baseball, you got basketball coming up. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I would like to say I'm going to watch, but it also just depends. I mean, I don't know if I'm watching the PGA Tour this week. I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you had to put Liv and PGA this weekend tournaments, kind of like we did last uh, on the last pod, you know, which one are you watching? I'm, I'm definitely picking the Zozo. I actually really enjoy that tournament. Um, I... <laughs> I watched it when Tiger won back in, I think it was 2019. And um, ever since then, there's just been some good players that go play over there. Um, I I am pumped that this OSU guy won this last week. Um, I, I honestly, I, I plan to watch both um, would, would, would be my, the best situation, but I need, I need to be a better golf fan this weekend. Um, but did you hear anything about uh, this official world golf, official world golf ranking situation that the lid's going through? Um, I know what last time they, they tried to uh, get approval and it didn't I fell through and I know there's still been mm-hmm. you know bouncing back and forth but uh, I'm not sure what else is going on yeah so there I don't know exactly what the old tour was called um, but they're apparently thinking about checking a box off to get an official world golf ranking by actually making a cut um, after 36 holes. That would be that would cause some more conversation between Liv and PGA. I know, and then there's a couple of things that come along with that. So, if they do end up doing that, they would cut three people. So it would go from 48 to 45 players that would finish out. But the three that were that would be cut would still be able to compete for their teams and play. Interesting. It's, I mean, it just doesn't really, it doesn't make any sense. What's your opinion on world golf this, rankings? Like how, I guess not opinion, but how much strength do you think that dictates how good, how well a golfer is? I think it does dictate it, but I do, I couldn't even tell you what the points, like how they get the yeah, points. I know it's a confusing system. Um, I, I have no idea. All I know is that ever since some of these top guys, so Phil, 
DeChambeau, Sergio. Um, I mean, when Phil in June, so what was that like? Right when this whole thing kind of started, he was seventy mm-hmm. second, mm-hmm. so seventy two in the world, and now he's one hundred thirty fourth. Wow. Murat, What's Tiger at? Do you have? Do you haven't pulled out? I don't have Tiger. I have DeChambeau. He was twenty eight. Now he's forty eight, so not too much of a drop. Uh, Sergio was fifty seven, and now he's eighty one. Uh, let me see if I can find wow. Tiger, but yeah, so oh, here we go. So Tiger is, so in 2020, so we'll just show 2020. I don't want to go too far back. He was 26 and in 2022, he is now 1,206. <laughs> oh again, like that, that leads to my question is, does that really dictate how well a golfer is or is it the number of tournaments that they win or the, you know, the, the type of tournaments that they win? I think if you ask a golfer, I I think they would rather. I, I, this might be a dumb response, but they obviously have a rather have a PGA Tour card and play in all the tournaments and be ranked really high in that. I feel like I agree. So then, my next question would lead me into: How do you make the world golf rankings more meaningful? Is it a better understanding to the public, so it brings more awareness to it? Um, that way your average golfer is talking about like, Oh, well, you know, this guy's ranked 10. You can get X, Y, Z amount of points. Um, kind of like how the FedEx cup ended up playing out. You had to change that scoring mm-hmm. system. Um, mm-hmm. Or is it, you just drop the world ranking points and you create better tournaments. I, I think some people, cause I think it, it was one year. Victor Hovland was playing really, really well. Like right after he came out of school, and I want to say that he wasn't ranked high enough in the world golf rankings and missed like the masters or something one year, which is just wild to think about. Like how does that guy not play in a major championship? So one, the FedEx cup is stupid. I hate the tour championship. It's stupid. Yeah, no, you I get agree. 10 under to start the day. Yeah, I agree. Like what? It's, it's tough. I mean, you, you already made it there. You're you're one of the top twenty five or, or top thirty players in, in in that FedEx Cup standings. I mean, go out there and, and win it. Or honestly, dude, it would be sick if they did like a match play tournament for the Tour Championship. Because um, you've, I mean, there's only thirty people left, only thirty players left. I just don't understand this format of giving players um, all these strokes. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't I, like I, it. yeah, I'd have to agree with you. That's why I kind of brought it up. It's the scoring system is tough for your average golfer and a golfer who's mm-hmm. just picking up the game. They're not going to be looking at that. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, why is this person yeah. start here? It's just, it's just too much, too complicated. Um, your golfer that golfs quite a bit and understands the game. Yeah. It's, it's easy to understand, but again, we're looking to yeah. grow the game. So growing the game involves simplicity. So, uh, and I'm hoping right. that comes with both. Honestly. Um, and then, right. yeah, sorry to jump back to your question about the, you know, playing in a major. Uh, so an example on here that I, that I found was five, would you rather have five regular PGA tour wins, AKA Ricky or one major championship? I think I would have rather have one major championship. Really? Yeah. Well, I think it would depend on the one you win. I think it would depend on the one you win. So the Masters, I think I would even go a little bit further. Yeah, I think I'd rather win the Masters in five PGA events, PGA short okay. events. I, I, now, if you're asking me about the PGA Championship, 
I think I'd rather have five PGA Tour wins because it probably gives you more exemptions, I would say. Yeah, so Michael Campbell is an example on that. So it was Michael Campbell who won the Masters, so one major, and then Ricky has won five regular PGA Tour wins, but no major. God, that's a tough, that's really tough to compare because Ricky is just like, no matter what he does, everyone's still going to like him. You know, I I would like to see maybe another name that has maybe won five versus him because I just don't think that's a fair comparison. Yeah, I'll do some research and we'll throw him on the pod next week. But yeah, tough question. Yeah. I'd like to see what our what our uh, listeners think, you know. So five regular tour wins or one major championship. And call it the Masters. That's that major question. is going to be the Masters. So... I would say if I did get to play in one, or if I wanted to win one major, it'd be this one in Southern Hills. Really? If it was ever in Southern Hills, if if you were playing your hometown, I feel like you'd even if it's not a major, I think you want to win that one versus any anything else. In my opinion, because you're winning in your hometown. Yeah, that's true. That's that's one hundred percent true. I get that. So I don't know. I think it goes a certain way. If I had to choose right now, though, I think I'd rather win a major over five PGA Tour wins. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna go five wins. I think the exhilaration of winning. Um, mm-hmm. I like to win. What if it's like the John Deere Classic? What if it's like I don't know something like that? You still would pick that? <laughs> I mean, we can even go as far as would you rather have you know NBA five MVPs or one final win? You know, one uh, NBA Finals. Like a championship or five MVPs. Yeah. Man. The head scratcher, eh? Uh, it, de- it depends if... I'm a team player, all right? I'm a team player. I'm going to win a championship. Yeah, I think golf is a little bit different because you get... It's an individualized sport, so you can get so many... Mm-hmm. There's so many uh, other... There's not as many variables to get to where you need to be to win those tournaments. Um, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. when you bring in those team sports, basketball, football, baseball, I think it is so tough for all those variables to click uh, to get to to get 100%. to that point. I think a lot of guys would say, "I'd rather take NBA final than any MVP." Um, but I, I, I could see golf is, is a totally different world. It's, it's so individualized, kind of like tennis. Yeah, that's why I, I was. I don't think I'm very good at it because I'm more of a team player. That's fair enough. <laughs> I like rel- I like relying on other people to bail me out sometimes when I need that help. I like that. I like um, that. Yeah. Um, what was I about to say? Dang, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I think that's a really great question. I I would love to get some feedback from some listeners. So yeah, drop it in the comments. Drop it on the, on the page. Would you rather win a major championship or five PGA Tour events? Oh, that's a great. We're question. split. Like we're split. One on one. One on one. Yeah, we're split. We're split. We'll see what the tallies are next week. I still can't believe you. You would rather win five PGA Tour events in the Masters. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you get to play the Masters every year. You get to go to the Champions Dinner every year. You get to come back and play whenever you want. You, you're exempt for the rest of your life. I mean, it, it's a that is a game changing. Tournament for your life. Yeah, but if I only win one time, I mean, I don't even know this guy. I don't even know the guy who won the the Masters. I know Michael I mean, Campbell. I unless I'm is. a big time, if I, unless I'm a big time guy, unless I'm like you know John Rahm, Sam Burns, Rory, DeChambeau, Kepka. If I'm a no name guy, I would 100 percent rather want to win five tournaments 
Because yeah. nobody's going to remember me in the Masters. Because I will probably never win again. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going yeah, to be the guy in the green yeah. shirt and everybody asks me, like, oh, who's that in the background, you know? Yeah, the one crazy thing would be able to win uh, the players because that's not necessarily a major. Yeah, that would. That could be one of them. Yeah, I guess that could be another one. But that's, I don't know, the Masters That'd is totally sick. ranked, differently ranked. What if we took the Masters out of it? You know, take the Masters out, any other major. It's hard this year because 150 at the Open was at the home of golf, St. Andrews. That's got to be a sick one to win. Um, the PJ the PJ Championship was in my hometown in Tulsa. I mean, come on, can't beat that. Yeah. Um, this year, this is a bad year to ask me this question. All right, well, so next year, next year will be the question. If you asked me last year, I would have said five PJ Tour wins. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I uh, yeah, the location means a lot, and and significance of that year. Yeah, I agree. I think location is huge in golf. Any, any golf tournament with. A specific yeah. location that's whether endear to you or just to golf in general. It's, I think it's it's something yeah. else brings a little bit more energy and that could juju to that to that win. Because I want to say, didn't Scotty win the Dell match play in Austin? I feel like that's a yeah, big Scotty Scheffler. That tournament is fun to watch. That's a fun that is tournament. A fun yeah, tournament to watch. I love mm-hmm. a little bit of trash talk in there, a little bit of back and forth, yeah. quick pace. In the Zurich Classic, that's yeah, a good one to watch, yeah. too. Those, those ones I, I can get aboard on, on watching and sitting down and yeah. get yeah. excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, jumping into into baseball. Uh, I had a rough week pick-wise. Um, I, I, yeah, bad, bad, bad week for that. But um, when does uh, when do the Yankees start? When, when is our yeah, the Yanks, baby. We start uh, tomorrow night. Uh, 7.37 Eastern Time. Make sure everybody tunes in. Playing the Guardians uh, on TBS. So it should be a good game. Um, ultimately, I'm going to call how it is. The Guardians and Tampa Bay, terrible teams. They had, the again, all of yeah. the worst offensive teams in the playoffs. So uh, I expect it to be a steamroll. Uh, we have Cole in the bump starting it. Um, some big chatter. Big chatter about the drama behind Aroldis Chapman. Don't know if you saw that. Did you see that? I didn't see it. So Mm -hmm. guy's been struggling all year. A lot of talk around the team. If he's in it to win it, if he's, you know, or if he's just trying to, you know, get the kinks out and and be better. He had some issues with the tattoo being um, infected, so he had to be out for a couple months and didn't pitch well. Yeah, some weird drama this year around him. Well, anyways, we get down to the nitty-gritty, right? He was on the double making the playoff roster. So, mandatory practice um, on Friday. Expected to be there. Guy doesn't show up. What? Guy doesn't show up, right? What? Not only does that show to the team disrespect, it shows to the organization. He does not care. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. Boone had a conversation with him, I think a couple days later, told him, Hey, stay back. You're not going to be on the roster this year. Good playoffs. So they're not taking Araldis Chapman, who was our closer, um, which we never thought that in the beginning of the year. Not going to postseason. Not going to be on the roster. That's that's got to be the most wild thing I've heard. Why does he not? I don't understand. Yeah. So there was some other chatter within it. Um, you know, Araldis, I guess, apparently asked um, when he was. 
supposed to attend the mandatory workout. Um, he asked basically the Yankees, is there 100% assurance that he's going to be on the roster? And apparently the feedback was there was no definitive answer. So, I mean... So he's basically like, why do I show up when I'm probably not going to make the team? Yeah, yeah, but come on, man. I mean, put it in work for the team, for, for the guys, right? Like, if you're right. in the bubble and you want to play in the playoffs, like, not everybody gets the opportunity. You just said big F you to everybody. So, yeah, bad juju, great bad call bad. by Boone. Just leave him off. Nobody wants that bad juju roll in the playoffs. we got to keep it rolling. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, some big drama with that guy. I'm pretty sure he's going to be done. I don't think we're going to resign him. He's been struggling regardless. So, um, pretty wild. I mean, we can jump into some other games. Did you watch any of the playoff games? Yeah, I watched the Cardinals because I was really high on it. Yeah. Pujols, last final hit, Yachty, final bat, final hit. Typical for those guys. Unfortunately, they didn't make it through. I just don't think they had enough um, offense. Not, uh, well, they were up 2-0 up in the ninth and ended up losing yeah, that game. Yeah, lost that game, and then they just, they just couldn't get any offense going. They're, they're top guys. I mean, they had um, mm-hmm. this third baseman. Um, oh, my goodness. I couldn't tell you. I team, cannot think of the third baseman, and I'm blanking out. Anyways, I'll I'll find out who it is. But, um, yeah, no offense. The only two guys that really produced them was Pujols and uh, Yadi. So, it, their defense is there. Um, but, did you watch any of the other games? I didn't. Dude, I was just a – the only game I tuned in this weekend, like, fully had my attention was the Oklahoma State football game. Ooh, yeah, well, we'll go back to that. For sure. Uh, well, yeah. Let's get the baseball topic. We'll do a quick, quick hot takes on the on the end there. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. It was. Yeah, I was a bad. I was a bad baseball fan. I was a bad golf fan. Oh, good man. Social media I, picks you up. Picks you right back up. It really, it does. That's that's why I feel like I didn't need to tune in because I saw a lot of everything yeah, I need. That's why we're here Twitter, for our pod. Instagram. You know, for our listeners, quick recap of golf and baseball. Avery's bringing in the heat, in the heat. this week. He watched everything. I watched everything. I'm a true, true podcast guy. Uh, well, you don't ever work there. You're just watching TV in the store. So. Don't tell my boss that. <laughs> Dude, are you able to watch the game even 100%. Now? We got the games booming in there. We have people that come in and sit at our we have a, like a bar top, um, and they just watch the games. We had the Kentucky Derby in there one time. People were sitting there rooting on watching the Kentucky Derby. It's big time, man. We were a sports store. You you have a you have a bar top to watch sports? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a bar top. We have three TVs in there. Uh, we used to sell, or we used to give out beer uh, back before COVID, back before. Yeah, so we, it's, we're hoping to get that back. It'd be sweet. Uh, it'd be definitely sweet to get that back. But the two guys I was talking about, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt could have won MVP this year. Oh, yeah, no Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, Nolan Arenado, yeah. best third baseman. Probably top two, if not number one. Uh, had zero offense. They went 0 for 6, I think, combined, and 2 for, like, 12 the whole series mm. so tough for those guys um not sure did you catch any of the the mets um uh, padres game no right, i'm just gonna assume you didn't watch any of like i talked about let me give you a quick recap i didn't watch any i didn't watch any big baseball. drama big drama on that game too as well mets uh call it his shit the bed <laughs> they, sorry gundog they bro. had a combined i think they only had uh, they had three hits. I don't know. We had three runs and two total hits um, for the last two games of the series. Um, 
and it was atrocious. It was bad. The pitching mm. was so-so, but Padres were coming up clutch. Soto was in there, Machado had some clutch hits. I mean, the Padres are looking hot, and it, it was phenomenal. Phenomenal weekend for those guys. Pump that. So they won. They're going to play the Dodgers. That was my one pick then. That's yeah, the one I won. That's clutch, the one I, I think we both picked that one. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a hell of a game. So the drama, um, so obviously it's cold, right? Golden, uh, a new mm-hmm. one right now. Um, mm-hmm. But who's the Buck show? Is it Buck? I think he's the manager of the uh, mm-hmm. Mets. So Padres are shoving. I think he had, I don't know, Musgrove had, I don't know how many consecutive outs in a row, but he, he was shoving. Well, on TV, his ears were super shiny, right? I was, I was watching the game. Uh, super shiny. It just looked weird, right? Well, then a tweet came out from Andrew McCutcheon. I, I believe it's Andrew McCutcheon. Don't quote me on this, but and also don't quote me on what I'm about to say, but he said something in regards to um, his ears have some sort of, like, not Vaseline, but some sort of substance like that to keep his ears warm. And by no means, I remember this part, by no means is it sticky. Well, Buck, in like the sixth inning, because uh, Musgrove was shoving, they didn't score any runs, um, went to the umpires and said, hey, blah, blah, XYZ, you know, check him. So the umpires huddle around right. Musgrove, um, and they touch his ear, like they rub his ear, um, you know, to see if there's anything sticky. And it ended up, there ended up not being anything. So Musgrove was just shoving, right? During the process, while I touch the ear, Musgrove looks at the Mets dugout and goes, gives a little smirk, right? Just getting pumped up. If I'm this guy, I'm getting pumped, right? Strikes out the next guy, make a ground down a fly out the next two. And he goes like this. Oh, gosh. So sick. So sick. And after the game, yeah, Musgrove uh, states something in regards of, He's like, yeah, you know, they're on their last straw. They're throwing everything they could at me. Uh, basically, I'm, uh, I'm unstoppable. So, sick to see. I'm a huge baseball guy. You're a huge baseball guy. Huge sports guys in general. But uh, that that got me pumped. Dude, there is nothing like postseason baseball. I, I wish baseball was like that all season. But, obviously, there's just so many games. But, like, man, postseason baseball brings out the Best competition. Oh, I would oh, love it. Oh, yeah. And huge underdogs. Also, let's jump to mm-hmm. the other side. We already know the Guardians are in. The last thing we haven't talked about, the Mariners. Making it through Crazy. beating Toronto. Toronto shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Two mm-hmm. teams expected. The Mets and Toronto expected to get pretty far in the playoffs. The Mariners, another team, hot. A lot of young guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing to lose. You know, pumped mm-hmm. to see those guys play well. Actually, JP, so they were down. Um, was this the, I think I'm at the wrong, yeah, they were down. Well, this is the previous game we talked about that, right? Where they, I think it was, they had a fly out. So, yeah. yeah, this game they just came out absolutely just great. I mean, they, they hit well. They were doing all the small things well, played great defense. So, huge shout out to those guys. So, for the pro season, it starts tomorrow, the next round. So, the ALDS and the ALCS. Um, LDS and the NLDS, sorry. We have Phillies, Atlanta, going to be a good matchup. Padres, Dodgers, interesting to see. Big rivalry there. Love to see it on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston Mariners, another interesting matchup there. And the Yankees, Please, Gar- uh, Yankees Guardians. So, 
yeah. some swing matchups that all starts tomorrow. Um, I'm pumped. I think it's going to be great. We'll talk a little bit about the Yanks real quick. I'm going to throw one more stat out there. Um, so the MLB rankings this season between the Guardians and the Yanks are going to be. So home runs, Yanks, first place, Guardians, 29th. Oh, wow. Percent of runs via the home run, Yanks, first place, Guardians, 28th. Hard hit percentage. Not sure what this is actually judged off of. Yanks are in third place. The Guardians, 30th place. Again, offensive numbers here we're talking about. Strikeout percentage. The Guardians are first in strikeout percentage, <laughs> and the Yanks are 16th. So, minute of the pack. Understandable, we rely on the long ball. Uh, in the walk percentage, the Yanks are first place. Um, and, and this is an MLB. These are all MLB stats. And the Guardians are in 28th place. So that's one thing I like about baseball is that the first first set's three games. This one's five, right? And then the next next two are seven. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So I think that's awesome because I do think the Yankees are going to stomp the Guardians, and there's no reason for seven games. Correct. Like in basketball, first round is seven, like one versus eight. It's always like four. Yeah. I mean, come on! I just don't get it. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. Well, let's let's have you do some hot picks. Who you got? Yanks, Guardians. Uh, Houston, Seattle. Seattle. Uh, Dodgers, Padres. Padres. Ooh, love it. Give a little shout-out to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll go Phillies, Atlanta. Atlanta, I hate wow. the Phillies. Why do you hate the Phillies? Not a big uh, Bryce Harper. I don't really like Bryce Harper. Uh, you, yeah. you either love him or you hate him. No. You know? I'm, gonna, I'm a, yeah, I'm not a fan. big fan of, of uh, B-Harp. Um, I'm going to do my yeah. pits. Obviously, exactly. Yanks. Going to go with the Mariners. I'll stick with the pods. IQ. I'm going to go Phillies. Atlanta won it last year. Okay. And I'm going to go Phillies. So, we'll see how it pans out. Hopefully, our picks are better than Ben Verlander's. I know we talked about this earlier in the pod, but I have the official stat here. Uh, so, he's gotten every single series prediction wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dating back to last year. So, he's 0-13. Oh, my God. So, this is... Absolutely ridiculous. Again, just because his brother is Justin Verlander. Um, yes. Ben Verlander has no idea what's going on and what's, what's going, going on. on? Baseball. Exactly. So, poor guy. Own thirteen. That's I had to give that guy, you know, a shout out. But that was that's tough. That's tough to be there, dude. If he keeps it up, I might have to like, hey, who are you picking? Okay, I'm gonna get the opposite. Is I'm for sure. Yeah, I'm my guy to make the wrong decision. That's, that should be a bet in Vegas. <laughs> So he so he picked everyone wrong last week. Uh, yeah, so he's 0 for 13 dating back to last year. So um, good God, he had Tampa Bay moving on. He had the uh, Toronto moving on. He had the Mets moving on, and he had St. Mm-hmm. Louis moving on. Which honestly, to the guy, those are not bad picks. But those aren't those, those aren't, aren't bad. instinct picks. You got to throw a wild card there. He wouldn't all say bets. You got to throw a couple mm-hmm. wild cards in there. Uh, and then the mm-hmm. before that, he had. Um. Yeah, had, uh, the Yanks. Oh, sorry, Tampa beating the Yanks. We had the White Sox beating Houston. Houston and the Brewers was his World Series pick last year. Uh, he had Seattle and beating or St. Louis beating San Francisco, and then he had the Brewers going all the way beating Atlanta. So yeah, wow. God doesn't know what he's doing. Um, one more point before we wrap up here. 
uh, you talked about um, nothing like playoff baseball. Uh, Judge did talk about that a little bit, and that was kind of the question they had for the media today, for the Yanks. You know, what's it like playing at Yankee Stadium during the playoffs? Nothing like it. I mean, I'm never, I've been there. I've been to a mm-hmm. few games there. Even just a normal regular season game is unbelievable. Watching highlights from previous seasons of, you know, the playoffs, it doesn't really matter what stadium you go to. You know, I feel like nowadays, and most of the teams that make it are, have a pretty sustainable fan base. Um, mm-hmm. There is nothing like playing baseball in the playoffs at your home field in front of your crowd. And I could not imagine playing a game at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx under the lights with it being sold out. The Mets game wasn't right. even sold out last night. That's crazy. Where are the fans at? You best believe in every single game of the Yankees is going to be sold out. Right. Is it an upset if the Yankees don't win this year? Ooh, is it an upset? Um, or disappointing season. That's I think it's always disappointing. I think with the season that Judge is having, I would have to say it's it's going to be definitely a huge letdown with what's happening. I think does that does it ease the pain? The fact that he broke all these records and Garrett Cole had a couple or broke a strikeout record. Yeah, but is it going to hurt that much more? One hundred percent. It, I, I'm just saying, dude, every time the Yankees have this Cinderella thing happen, it, it just always pans out for them. Now, I'm wondering if it gave all that magic to Derek Jeter and how, you guys are going to have it anymore since he had all the magic. Let's see what happens. Let's see what Cashman said about, I would assume again, to our listeners, help me, guys, help me, help me out here. You guys can post some comments about, <laughs> about baseball in general. Help uh, Michael Hernan here. Uh, but uh, Cashman said, basically, there's going to be a pot of gold waiting for Aaron Judge at the end of the season. He's going to get paid. You better hope so, and, man. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Paid. That's what they're yeah. talking about? Yeah, that's yeah. what they're talking about. Because his, uh, his contracts, uh, his uh, yeah, contract's up. But, uh, Good for him. I like Aaron Judge. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can tune in some of the games this weekend. Um, but I'm pretty pumped. We'll, we'll continue to follow this. Um, again, to our listeners, we're going to stick to two main topics. We're going to stick to the golf course. We're going to cover all the major tournaments, all the um, major tours, um, and then we're going to stick strictly to baseball. I think that's two of our hot takes. Like, you have that huge passion for golf. Obviously, I do too as well. You're a, little, you're a little more analytical on it, which helps me out, and I'm on the opposite side when it comes to baseball, man. Whether it's off-season or we're deep in the playoffs, we'll make sure we get those uh, hot takes in. Yeah, no doubt. Well, before we wrap up here, you got any big plans coming up this week or weekend since we won't chat again? Oh, this week? Big plan, big plans. Um, nothing too big. There is it's a lull in the market. Um, gas is over six dollars, so that's always fun. Um, Holy, it's almost seven dollars. Wow. I think we're, we're projected to be at ten dollars by end of December. Um, but we're not going to get too political in this in this pod, but. Yes. Uh, it's not fun sitting at the pump. Um, but, yeah, nothing major. I mean, I want to try to get some rounds of practice and have a, another uh, golf charity tournament coming up next week. So I might uh, hit the range a couple times, get that wedge game working. I feel nice. pretty solid about my game, so uh, I don't need too much. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you an update on my swing later next week. So, yeah, see what, um, what I want to practice a little more before I head into the tournament. What about you? Anything big coming up this weekend? Dude, I got a big two-man scramble kind of. Where's it at? Who's your teammate? Where's it at? What's the? What does it look like? So, we got a two 
local municipal courses here. We got South Lakes out of Jinx, Oklahoma. And then we have La Fortune Golf Course out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Two-day event. Um, I'm playing with a fellow golfer who potentially could be on the pod sometime. He wants to jump on. Uh, Dylan Phillips will be taking it to the course this weekend. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, excited. I was like playing tournaments. It's fun. Um, he's, he's a great off the team and just like you, he can just bomb it down there. He's probably about your size too. Um, just bombs it down there. So what we're relying on for me is hopefully the iron games will be on point. Um, putting has been really good, but just like you, man, chipping, I mean, if we're, if he's bombing it, we're getting like 60 yards to the pin. It's going to be tough. So I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be able to kind of put it ourselves in good spots to give us a good full shot into the green. Um, luckily, I play these courses quite a bit out here, so we know I'm pretty good. So um, there's three different divisions. Uh, so we're playing in the modified division. I think we're playing from four, the four tees, not the back tees. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it sounds fun. Sounds like it's going to be a scoreable, scoreable weekend. What's the, what's the, yes. What do you think is going to be the winning score? In these things, yeah, under, I guess I should say. I guess I'd probably say so. For a two man in the championship division, I'd probably say it's probably gonna be like seventeen or eighteen Fair. under. Yeah, will win. I would say the modified division would probably be like ten or ten to twelve. It's doable. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know if you said that, but I think these type of tournaments come down to your fairway to greens. I think those approach shots is yeah. what it comes down to. If you can give yourself. Yeah, a reasonable amount of putt. Generally, two guys who have some sort of savvy behind the putter of the golf game are going to make one of those. I mean, you give me two reads, I'm going to make them. Exactly, and yeah, I, I think the same thing. He's he's a good putter. I think he'll probably go first. I'll go second. Um, if he gives me a good line, I, I feel more than confident I yeah. can make it. Yeah, so. that'll be fun. Anything with your kids going on this weekend? Uh, no, we're off soccer this weekend, so that's why I was able to play in this. Um, OSU's got a big game against TCU, so hopefully we'll make it back for that. But just hanging out, man, getting to watch some sports again, and I will tune into golf, baseball, and football a little yeah. bit so I can come better prepared. Yeah, start that golf. Start the uh, baseball recap tomorrow, bud. It's going to be some big games. Yes, big games. Big, so, big games. So, yeah. Well, I think that's about wraps us up for episode two. Um, cool, man. Well, let's uh, – have a good week. Have a rest of your weekend also when he gets here. And uh, we'll chat next week and we'll get ready for episode three. Yeah, we're going to. So, to our casters, I think I appreciate you guys listening. Obviously, this is part number two. We'll get better. Love feedback, too. If you guys want to see more or talk about more, let us know in the comments. Uh, we'll get, we're going to rule another week with the contest um, from last week. Uh, we'll, we'll tally up some of those votes. So, We'll get, to, we'll get to you guys. we got a lot going on. So yeah. apologies for that, but we'll make sure we ship that directly. We might do two winners just for the delay, two weeks. So, um, Like that. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Any feedback, anything you guys got, let us know. I appreciate the listeners, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace.